Welcome to Recently Logged, where this week we did a free trial of Shudder. Greetings. Hello. Here we are. <laughs> Yet again. <laughs> at least at least you didn't say welcome again. It's, that's true. I'm trying to switch it up, Micah. That's my main goal. <laughs> <laughs> like every... Dude, drive me insane, man. Every week we do our... Because our intro is always welcome to recently logged something. Yeah, you know. Um, and then for like five weeks in a row or something, we'd be like, welcome to recently logged, blah, 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 blah. We'd start the podcast, music. And then Robbie would be like, hi, welcome. welcome. And I'm like, what? What are you doing? I feel, I feel the compulsive need to welcome our audience to the podcast. We, but that's what we do. That's what we do in the very beginning. That's true. But yeah, here we are. We, as stated in our little bumper thing, we did a free trial of Shutter this week. This yeah. past week, I should say. Shutter. And for those of you who don't know what Shutter is, <laughs> since I didn't know what Shutter, it's not was. like a camera shutter. It's like um, a shutter from fear. Yeah, it's like S H U D D E R. Yes. Um, not Shutter. Shutter. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Uh, I, but you, I can't st- believe you didn't know what it was. Why would I know what it was? I don't know. Uh, but it's a streaming service made specifically for, like, pretty much indie horror movies. No, oh, I mean, just fans of horror. There's a lot of, like, old horror stuff, a lot of new horror stuff. Yeah, uh, but yeah, that's pretty, true. A lot of it's just stuff. indie horror movies. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, we did a free trial of it, and uh, I wanted to try and get through as many as I could, so we decided to do a What We Watched episode, covering all the stuff we watched uh, this past week. Yeah. Um, So, let's go ahead and get started. Well, no. No? Uh, no. For those of you who don't know what a What We (laughs) Watched episode is, it's one where we kind of talk about everything that we watched that week. Yes. And, you know, we give a little bit more time than our What We Watched segments, typically, and we just kind of talk about the movies a little bit. Yeah. But no, no specific topic. But now let's get into it. <laughs> All right, so uh, we—I mean, I anyway watched quite a few movies this week for a week's time. <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> I, I watched way more than just one a day. <laughs> but we are going. We are going from. We are going from the seventeenth, correct? Yes, October seventeenth, twenty twenty-two, to our current day, October twenty-fourth. All right. Well, then, starting us off uh, on October seventeenth, uh, I watched Hotel Transylvania. A banger, honestly. Um, a, a classic. <laughs> a classic. Um, you know. <laughs> it's true. I, I would say so. Which is crazy. <laughs> this would be. I mean, it's, all, it's 10 years old now. It's, te- it's a decade old. It's a decade old now, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but I really love Hotel Transylvania. I think it does a fantastic job of translating... Um, man, I always... I, how do you say his name, Ravi? I, I don't, don't know. know how to say his uh, name. Gendi, I believe is how it's said. I have no idea. <laughs> uh, very, very famous Gendi animation Tarkov- director. Gendi Tarkovsky. Yes. Very um, famous animation director. Yes. Love his work. <laughs> Just don't remember how to pronounce his name. Yeah. Uh, but translating his style, which is typically 2D, he's done a lot of 2D. I mean, like you, if you know Cartoon Network yeah. at all, you know his work, essentially. Powerpuff Girls, uh, Samurai, Samurai Jack. Um, very, very stylistically his yeah and uh translating that to 3d is like really super impressive honestly i don't know how they got that movie to look so good they nailed it man um somehow the cast of this works pretty well there are some (laughs) there's some like celebrity voice casts i don't like in this uh but like adam sandler and andy samberg um (laughs) andy samberg is pretty great in that and like even selena gomez i think like all of like the main main voice cast work really well and it's just funny and it's like a really I don't know it's a very nice spooky season movie and i don't know i really love wayne's design i was thinking about this <laughs> i love how flat he like his schnoz is wayne he's got a very flat schnoz and i appreciate That's that true. it's a it's a good design i love i love his design 
<laughs> but yeah, I try and watch Hotel Transylvania every Halloween, and this was just you know, as you should. It was another, it was another watch. <laughs> um, but great movie, right? I, I I didn't get a chance to watch it with you because I was watching something else, but. It is a very good movie. <laughs> probably, and probably the best of the trilogy, honestly. Um, yeah, I think pretty easily the best of the trilogy. Yeah, I hadn't seen two in forever, but I'll get to that in a second. Whoa. Uh, I give it a four out of five. Well, while you were watching Hotel Transylvania, I stayed up very late and watched uh, When a Stranger Calls. Whoa. What do you do, Rebby, when a stranger calls? What do you do? I, I don't know. <laughs> she, she like, hangs up, like, at least five times. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it's a uh, thriller movie from the 70s, late 70s. I almost said 80s, but it was the late 70s. So, um, But, yeah, it's it, it's called When a Stranger Calls because there's a stranger who calls. Whoa. The, a, a lot of people kind of... I, I think don't like this movie because it kind of shifts like how it is entirely in its second act, you know? Because um, the first act, she like gets the call from a stranger while she's babysitting at this rich guy's house. Uh, and then like it, the end, spoiler, <laughs> like the climax of that is all of the children get murdered um, that she's supposed to be babysitting. Uh, and the guy like goes to prison, whatever. And then act two, he breaks out of prison, and we see her, like, a couple years later, you know. That is really weird. Yeah, no, it's it's, it's <laughs> a weird time jump, and it makes it feel a bit disconnected, but I think it works really well for the tension, because you have this really, really tense first act that's very well directed, mind you. And then it moves on to, like, this more... I don't know. I don't want to say crime procedural, but it, it feels more like a detective movie that's in the very, second. That's very in like weird. Like the second two. I've seen the remake of this movie, and it's just and it's just a, a thriller horror. Oh, it's just movie. a straight up thriller. Okay, I'm very interested to see. There's a sequel to it, this, and there's a remake. The remake's so. pretty bad, though. I hear the remake's really bad. Yeah. Um, but no, the remake. It's just like, oh, I'm babysitting. There's a call. Oh no, the call is coming from inside the house. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. That. Is that what this is from originally? Yes. <laughs> it's a it's a great moment though when he's like the call is coming from inside the house and then like the whole it's such it's so scary. But that, I love how scary that, it but is. But that's really weird that they do that, Rebby. I hope you realize it is very strange. But uh, the one thing I really want to praise this movie for, I I gave it a really high score. Um, I gave it a five out of five. But I really wanted to praise this movie for how like just absolutely scary. Um, all of the like serial killer stuff is it's so scary <laughs> it really nails its atmosphere and I, I like the detective character it introduces I think he works really well and is a lot of fun to watch um, but yeah it's it's a good time I definitely recommend it um, when a stranger calls 5 out of 5 <laughs> good stuff there you go <laughs> Um, and then the next day, on the 18th, we watched, for the very first time, uh, and with our sister, who for isn't the, usually in town, Yeah, uh, we watched Elvis. Elvis. New Baz Luhrmann joint. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I love, I love that even, even the, the frame for the, for the poster, I mean, not the poster, but for, like, the banner of this on Letterboxd, is, like, Elvis standing there <laughs> with Tom Hanks looking like a little gremlin standing right behind him. <laughs> It's so funny. It's a great frame choice for the movie, I will say. Um, so yeah, Baz Luhrmann's Elvis, 2022. A, a bit of a controversial film, but I mean, that's par for the course for Baz Luhrmann. I've seen, I've seen a bunch of people love it. I've seen a bunch of people hate it. I mean, I feel like a majority of the people's reactions is either like it's fine or it's pretty good. Like, I don't know too many people who think it's actively terrible. I've seen but... a lot of people who hate it. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, it was... Um, I, I don't know what I expected, but I did not expect to cry at Elvis. <laughs> and I did. I was... I was you I know? Was, like, this movie is crazy. It is crazy. This movie is kind of crazy. It's off the to... wall, man. <laughs> Even even by like <laughs> even by like Baz Luhrmann standards of what I've seen because I've only pretty much I'm pretty sure I've only yeah, seen the Great Gatsby. I've only seen the Great Gatsby outside of this, and yeah. he hasn't directed too many movies. Um, but compared to the Great Gatsby, which I think was his last film, if I'm not mistaken, like his one before, before this, this, yeah. Um, yeah, you're probably right. Uh, compared to the Great Gatsby, this feels like it's um, 
going yeah, insane. That one. Like that it's like really like <laughs> 20 million steps bigger. Cause like the great Gatsby honestly feels very small compared to this. <laughs> right. Like this feels, very... this feels like an odyssey, you know, honestly, it feels like, yeah, like the great Gatsby feels kind of small <laughs> and cheap compared to this, honestly. Right. Cause like the great Gatsby has a lot of stuff that just honestly doesn't look that good. No, it, it hasn't aged super well, like, in in the way, it, in its general aesthetics. Yeah, a lot of its effects and, like, <laughs> so many of its green screen backgrounds and everything just don't look that good. It just feels um, like a proto-Elvis now that I've seen Elvis, <laughs> honestly. Because um, I guess, because that's just, like, digital, digital Baz Luhrmann, because I'm sure he doesn't done too much. Because <laughs> Romeo plus Juliet's not I think that digital. Is it is did they shoot it in digital? I, I don't know if they like it was on celluloid. But yeah. I'm just saying. Like, oh, you're just saying in like general vibe. Yeah, because Elvis okay. and Great Gatsby are extremely <laughs> very, digital movies. Very digital. Uh, I was about to say Moulin Rouge is a very Moulin analog Rouge, looking movie. Romeo and Juliet, and I'm pretty sure Australia. I don't really know much about Australia. <laughs> do I? Is too. Yeah. Um, so like this is like the the new era Baz Luhrmann giving his full <laughs> technology, and it's like. Great Gatsby was like he was testing all of these different things. Testing the waters, yeah. And you get a lot one, of crazy. You get a lot of crazy shutter speed stuff in Great Gatsby. You get a lot of like slow mo stuff in Great Gatsby. But this one is just like all, <laughs> all Baz Luhrmann stuff. It's great. It never stops for about three hours, <laughs> and right. somehow, oh and somehow that works super well. Um, for me anyway, like I said, oh, yeah. I know this no, movie is pretty, I think it's divisive. fantastic. Um, but it's not, it's not boring at all. It does slow down a little bit, uh, during it like it's, it's second act, oh, no, the it end of its second act, which sure. is, which is sad that it loses some <laughs> of its pacing, but Just that, a little bit. that happens a lot for especially true story kind of mm-hmm. movies. Um, but like the fact that this movie goes so fast and so hard <laughs> for so long is crazy. It's insane, uh, really. <laughs> I love. I really love the editing. I love the cinematography. I love the cinematography. There, there are so many. Like I don't know. It, it feels so nice to have a movie like actually make choices with its cinematography <laughs> and have them work effectively. It's so good. Uh, I, I really like Austin Butler as Elvis. I think he does oh, a really great job. His performance is just really fun to watch. And right. Like I said, I've, I've never really been an Elvis fan. I'm not the biggest fan of his Shame music. Shame on you, Mike. <laughs> never been the biggest fan of like his aesthetic. I've never been like so Elvis, and this movie made me like Elvis. You know, you know. I was, at least for the movie, I haven't even listened to Elvis outside what? of the movie since. No, I just don't really like Elvis that much. But I this was movie for for a brief <laughs> moment convinced me to like Elvis. I was sitting there, Micah, and I was like, "There's no way he won't go and listen to Elvis after this is." <laughs> and I didn't. How could you, dude? I will say. Baz Luhrmann's soundtrack album for this movie is insane. <laughs> Dude, he plays Doja Cat in the Elvis movie. The fact that there's an original Doja Cat song for the Elvis movie and it works pretty well <laughs> is kind of insane to me. That's that's just the weirdest like period piece Elvis movie, <laughs> Doja Cat. But yeah, no, it rocks. Um, like all of its cinematography choices just work so well for me. Like it's a very maximalist, uh, very fake, almost looking movie. Uh, very <laughs> Patrick yeah. Willem's review of it was. Um, I, I don't want to. I don't know if I can quote it for uh, verbatim off the top of my head. Yeah, here we go. Congrats to Baz Luhrmann for making the world's first two and a half hour movie trailer. <laughs> which, Dude, yeah. which especially at the beginning of the movie, it feels like that. Oh yeah, like from the very the whole first, first act. Like, <laughs> first act, I was like, oh my gosh. Uh, but you kind of have to like get into. It. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but one of my biggest things again about this movie is the editing, specifically, it especially works so when well. it, especially when it comes to the actual Elvis songs, um, because I really like like music use in movies mm-hmm. and I think this does a really fantastic job of using its songs and editing and cinematography to really get you emotionally hooked into his performances. Oh yeah. No, it's it's fantastic, man. Like I don't know. It's it's just 
so good. I don't know how you would edit something like this. Dude, I wouldn't really <laughs> edit something like this, write something like this, choose to shoot right? something how like this. How do you write something like this? Uh, how do you keep the crazy, energy up like crazy this? Crazy movie. I gave it a four and a half out of five. I gave it a five out of five, man. Honestly, like it, it slows down a little for sure. And like the emotional through line doesn't always work. Like <laughs> Elvis feels a bit... As a, a character, little, it's a little cheap. It's a little shaky. It's a little shaky, but I think it's a five. <laughs> I love it. Um, like I said, great it's, movie. It's very, very self indulgent. Yes. Most of the time, I think, for the best, though. Uh, then on the 18th, we went out and we watched. Well, we went we in. We didn't. I was about to say we uh, didn't go anywhere. And we watched on Shudder. This is our first actual first Shudder, Shudder movie. movie. Yeah. Uh, we watched Color Out of Space. Color Out of Space. 2019, Nick Cage. H.P. Lovecraft horror movie. The Richard Stanley film. The Richard Stanley film. Uh, but yeah, Color Out of Space. <laughs> I was looking forward to this back when it came out. I saw a Nick Cage Lovecraft adaptation in 2019, and I was like, oh, that looks interesting. I was about to say, I've always been a really big fan <laughs> of Lovecraft-style horror. Um, Indeed. I just think like the, the kind of cosmic horror kind of genre is very, very cool and one of the only kinds of horror stuff that usually actually creeps me out. <laughs> and and this movie creeped me out, which was cool. There's some there's some scary like body horror stuff in this. It's good. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, but yeah, Color Out of Space, it was it, it's very interesting because like Take Color Out of Space, a very short story <laughs> that has nothing to do with the 21st century or Nicolas Cage. <laughs> um, right. And adapting it to this is really quite interesting. Um, but I really love what we have here. Yeah, no, I like it a lot. Um, I think as a like a thesis, um, it executes like the Color Out of Space thing really well. Um, and handles all of the like horror stuff really well too. I think the I think the characters are really fun and goofy to watch. Yeah, because um, because that's the thing. This movie is goofy as heck. I it don't is, know. You can't you can't go goofy. into this and be like, this is going to be the most serious horror movie. This is really funny. This is a funny movie. You have to laugh at this. Movie. Brendan Mayer's in this. Micah, of course, it's funny. <laughs> Dude, the cat. I love Brendan Mayer. Shout out to him. Brendan Mayer. <laughs> He should be in every movie. <laughs> we, sta we started watching... Our first introduction to him uh, was a Canadian... Sitcom? Um, I don't know. Whatever Work you qualify, like those those know. Disney Channel kind of movie. Yeah, it's like a Disney sitcom. Disney Channel kind of shows, um, <laughs> which was called some no Mister Young. Young. I get my I'm getting my Canadian shows mixed up because I'm so tired. Oh no! Uh, but Mister Young, which is a, a crazy show that has an actually really crazy finale. <laughs> it's a pretty good show, I will say. <laughs> but that's 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 my introduction to him, and he is here. He, he is returns. Here. He's pretty good in this. I he is. I do really like like the whole cast of this. Julian, Julian Hillard. Julian's here. Julian. Nicholas Cage does little voices throughout the movie. Nick Cage. He's he's kind of killing the game yet again. I, how does he keep doing it? It's just a really crazy movie, and I really appreciate it. And I really like the horror stuff, and I like how goofy it gets. Um, I love the alpacas too. The, yeah, exactly. The alpacas. Like I don't know. <laughs> The direction and the editing are probably the worst parts of this movie because I really appreciate like just the writing and everything that's <sighs> yeah, going on. Yeah, I guess so. They're, I wouldn't say they're bad. No, they're they not are, bad. They are the weakest part but of they're this. They're the parts yeah. that feel pretty like shaky to yeah. like just compared to a lot of the things that I think work really well in this. I feel like the direction and the editing are kind of shaky. Yeah. Although I will say I really enjoyed the art direction for this. Yeah. Like all of the different designs and stuff that they go with for the supernatural things are are really cool <laughs> i gave it a four and a half out of five i gave it a four out of five i it, it really committed to the bit a lot a lot more than i expected <laughs> no, i don't know I, I, I always think modern horror movies are gonna like flake out from actually doing anything <laughs> gross or anything like that I just, I just had so much fun with it because it, it's goofy it commits to its bit and i like that style horror right all right, uh, and then the next day. On the next day, I watch. What did you watch? On Michael? the tw on the 29th, no, no, the 19th. <laughs> I'm tired, guys. I'm really tired. I was going to say, Mike is watching stuff on the 29th. On the 19th, 
Uh, I watched Hotel Transylvania 2. Oh my goodness. Which this is the first time I had watched Hotel Transylvania 2 in quite some time. I really need to watch uh, it. I haven't seen it since we watched it in like theaters or whatever. And it's really weird, especially <laughs> coming off of like Hotel Transylvania pretty close to it. Mm-hmm. Because like the way the movie starts and like the little time jumps and stuff that they do is really weird. Like they like time jump to the wedding, then they time jump. <laughs> To like, oh yeah, there's like a little a montage thing, isn't there? No, it's just time. Jumps. Wait, they... <laughs> there's no montage. Oh, I thought it was like one scene and then it would switch periods and then like another no, scene. They just no? time jump to a year later. <laughs> oh, <dang>. <laughs> <laughs> um, so like, it's it's very interesting that they go from like. <laughs> Uh, marriage she's pregnant they have a child and then the movie starts interesting uh and it's just very it's very odd in general it's weird to see dracula in this kind of setting and this is this kind of shows some of more of the problems of the series because there are there are some weird things and some weird humor in the original transylvania obviously um, but you'd always, you'd always get a, like a banger bit right after that. Yeah, you know? and this one is a lot more like, you know, they got cell phones, they got Nick Offerman, they got like, <laughs> like there's just a lot more like humor that seems very, like more modern humor than like, I don't know what I felt worked well in the first one, uh, which is, which is not great. And then like Adam Sandler's, uh, <laughs> Dracula, <laughs> if I can think, I <laughs> like it's like Adam Sandler, <laughs> Adam Sandler in the movie. Yes, uh, Dracula is is not really as fun in this, which is a shame because he's really a highlight. He's like but the best part of the. But first he spends movie. the whole movie just being like extremely insecure about something kind of stupid, and like doing actively bad things. That's why three is better. Uh, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> so like. It's kind of weird and annoying, and, like, the fact that Johnny goes along with it, and that Mavis is upset at all of them, it's just, like, <laughs> whatever. Mike is like, couldn't we be having a better time, Yeah, guys? It's, <laughs> like, the, the plot is just a little contrived, but it's still really fun. It's still got quite a few funny bits, and I just like seeing these characters do more stuff. Wayne is back. He's Wayne. flatter than ever. Yeah. Look at his face. Like, he looks <laughs> like you took a wolf and you smushed him down into a flat little boy. He is so cute. Voiced by Steve Buscemi. Voice? No. No? No, I didn't... I, I thought Steve Buscemi voiced the Invisible Man. Oh, does he? No. 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 Man, I'm getting my... I'm way too tired. I was about to say, wait a minute. Yes, he is voiced I'm, by am Steve Am I going Buscemi. crazy here? Yeah. No, I'm just tired, Revy. <laughs> but yes, voiced by Steve Buscemi, which is Quite amazing. Good. Weakest of the trilogy, Micah? No. No? Maybe. Oh, I dang. I, lo- I, I quite like three. Three is really weak, <laughs> three is Three is Three dumb. is, like, equally weak to this. Three is say. really dumb, but I, I really enjoy it. I give it a three out of five. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I watched two things on the 19th, if you can even believe it. Um, first thing I watched was the new uh, Dario Argento movie, Dark Glasses, uh, which is a, I, I guess, Argento's return to movies in the slasher genre, you know? Because um, I think his previous film before this was uh, Dracula 3D, which is kind of, you know, infamously <laughs> hated <laughs> by uh, everyone, like, including most Argento fans. <laughs> um, but yeah, Dark Glasses. Uh, cool slasher. Uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I don't know. It, it's, it's very weird seeing uh, Argento work in, like, a modern cinematic landscape because the only other film i've seen of his is suspiria <laughs> well then the only other films i've seen from him is Su- suspiria and phenomena which are very similar films i didn't yeah, watch yeah. this but just like in, in commenting on thinking about argento in a modern <laughs> landscape i was about to say this came out this year <laughs> um but yeah it's really fun I, it, I like i think the main word i used to describe it in my review was enjoyable and i think that's honestly the best way to describe it <laughs> Um, there's some, like, gnarly kills and everything, and there's, like, some fun, like, dubstep score stuff. Simply a delightful picture. Um, but, like, it, I don't know, it feels very quaint, oddly enough, like, for a slasher. Yeah, it almost, I said it almost feels like a slice of life movie. (laughs) Um, but it's about, like, this, like, prostitute and this child who are on the run from a serial killer. Yeah, very quaint. But, I don't know, it comes off feeling like a slice of life movie, so, (laughs) I don't know, I enjoyed it. It's a lot of fun. 
fun. Um, it it does a good job of like I don't know keeping keeping like a fun vibe going. So gotta keep that fun vibe. I, going I can't complain during the prostitute serial killing. I really want to see more Argento. Really is the takeaway. He really wants to. <laughs> I would love to. He wants to do it. Um, but I gave this a four out of five. Great movie. I loved it. <laughs> uh, then also on... Oh, wait. You have something else yeah, on the on, Yeah, you also on the three things, huh? Uh, did I watch three things? Go in three uh, well, things. I guess... Yeah, no, I did. <laughs> I said two things <laughs> earlier. Um, but yeah, I watched a cool little documentary while Micah was... I don't, I don't know what he was doing. Working, then. probably. I guess you were... Yeah, you were down in my room. I think you were recording or something. Uh, I might have been recording yeah. that day, but um, but yeah, I watched I watched a documentary about or well, it's titled Horror Noir. It's about um, the history of black horror films, which very cool subject matter that I did not know a lot about, and I feel as though I have taken like a tiny little bite-sized film course <laughs> in like uh, black cinema history and specifically horror, obviously. Um, but yeah, it, it's a great documentary. It stays really engaging throughout, which is not an easy thing to do for an hour and a half, like long thing. That's just mostly people talking. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, it offers up a lot of great observations about the, uh, the genre and history and a lot of criticisms of past practices and stuff. I, it's, it's a great documentary. I would definitely recommend it if it sounds interesting to you <laughs> at all. Um, it's on shutter right now. So give it a watch i gave it a four and a half out of five he gave it a four and a half out of five that's crazy it's a great documentary <laughs> it's <laughs> quote a great documentary. what can you say <laughs> uh and then later that day uh i we turned on what did we turn on our movie? first uh george a romero uh, romeo movie a romero very, a, no romero <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah <laughs> a, very, a very very a weird inclusion into his canon, uh, uh, being that it was uh, oh yeah the yeah it's called the amusement park. park yeah it was commissioned um, by the Lutheran Society. <laughs> Very interesting. Not I would I would not expect something on Shutter to be commissioned by the Lutherans <laughs> at uh, any point in history. <laughs> and like the entire thing is just a PSA to be like be kinder to old people. Yeah, that's literally literally the whole uh, film is just trying to get you to empathize and understand like how old people feel. Which, I mean... The, the plight of being the old. The plight of being old, exactly. <laughs> Mostly from a social perspective. It doesn't yeah. really focus too much on, like, the actual, you know, like, feeling of getting old, but... Yeah, more um, just how everyone treats yeah, you exactly. when you're old. It's more of a social thing, which uh, I think it works really well. I, I loved a lot of the many, many, like, uh, metaphors and stuff that they use. Um, yeah. I th it's very good. Very used, effective. They used a lot of, like, bits and visual gags and, like, <laughs> a lot of silent film techniques, honestly, Absolutely. to go about telling their story. Um, and I think it was really cool, and I liked it. Uh, it's a little, it's a little like, in your face. Uh, but is. I think a lot of what makes it that way, and it's probably my least favorite element of the entire movie, mm. is they open up with the main actor <laughs> of the film being like, Hello. Hello. Have you ever heard of old people? <laughs> well, this movie's all about them. It's, but he goes into like this like five minute monologue about how the film was commissioned, Might even be longer about than that. what the film was about, <laughs> about what's going to happen in the film. Yeah. He goes into this big thing and then he comes back in the end. He comes back at the end. And he's like, well, now you've seen our film and I hope you really feel different. You can check out these different places to support your elderly. And I'm like, this makes the film feel infinitely cheaper i was about to say and telling, cheapens it. and telling you what the film is <laughs> specifically about at the very beginning for something like this really sucks it kind of it kind of made me want to like not pay as close of attention to it you know because it's, it's a it's a kind of surreal um sort of disorienting abstract kind of comedy Yes, but Robbie and it, I, my brain was like, I like, I, I was imagining like a world where I didn't know what it was about. I was about yet. to say, picture it would going have been so fun to pick apart going like all of the stuff that it does without just knowing what it was about. <laughs> that would be so great, but they don't give you that opportunity. They rob um, me, which I really hate. Uh, but it still is a pretty darn fun movie. I think it's fantastic. I loved it, man. <laughs> 
I, I need to FaceTime my grandma after watching this. It's one of those movies. Uh, well, I gave it a three and a half. Uh, I give it a four and a half. Great film. Great film. He Loved says. it. Loved it, he says. And then on the next day, on the 20th, on the 20th we uh, sat down and watched Mad we God. We tuned in we tuned to in. the hit uh, horror <laughs> uh, claymation <laughs> romp of the year (laughs) absolutely (laughs) um and we turned on mad god yeah um directed Um, by phil tippett uh legendary uh like visual i don't know visual effects yeah visual effects like film legend like i don't know he worked on like some of the biggest movies of like the 80s and 90s you know yeah, and they look all all of his movies look so good he's he was like the guy for he was the guy effects. for vi- visual effects for uh, the longest time and then uh his, as cgi started to come out his career was feeling a little shaky so he was like you know what i'm gonna start my own project <laughs> i'm gonna start something so he started mad god, mad god. in the 80s in the 80s. <laughs> and he finished it <laughs> A couple of years ago. That's insane, man. He released like the first chapter in like 2018 or something like that. No, 2014, I believe. So, so <laughs> that that's that's something to think about. Uh, just how long it took him to do this. It, it's a it's a kind of a towering creative uh, exploit, you know. It's 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 pretty insane. No, it's crazy to me. <laughs> Um, and, it, and it pulls it off so it's such an impressive film it's a very impressive um, film I really not just... only from a technical perspective but like from a creative and like narrative perspective it's still very impressive I really just love everything about this movie <laughs> I really love how it goes about telling its story it's very abstract it doesn't have much of a direct plot um, I love the vibe of just being in the movie um, yeah it almost think... it almost functions as like a mood piece in a way yeah and um, I think the I think the animation is just beautiful. Oh, I, I love how they it's com- great. I love how they combine their different mediums. As there's some live action stuff, some puppet work, mostly stop motion, um, but it all blends together into a really really unique and very immersive experience. Absolutely, um, yeah. I honestly, yeah, like, I just, I just want to watch Matt God again. <laughs> I love how gnarly it is, man. It's so gross. <laughs> it's, it's very incredibly gross. gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think it's a very interesting piece in general, though, because um, I don't fully understand what it's trying to say with it. Because it opens up with uh, a rather famous passage from Leviticus <laughs> right. and uh, the Tower of Babel. Yeah. Um, and then it kind of goes into like industrial grime horror, yeah, abstract weirdness. It's great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what which, more can you ask? Which for, is really? fantastic. But I don't really like. I don't fully know what like what the movie is trying to say. Which usually movies that I've seen anyway that are, don't have much of a plot are like you know you you can pick up that it's trying to say something specific. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I, th- I think that framing device is actually doing it a lot of favors. No, no, I think it's great. I yeah. think it helps. I just don't know, like, by the end of the day, I don't know what the takeaway exactly is from the film. I don't know. Industrialism bad, maybe? Yeah, I was about to say, like, my, my I'm sure only, it's not as simple as My that. only read while watching the film, and exactly, I'm sure it's not as simple, was just, like the worst the worst fate of humans right uh is just getting left to our own like industrialism essentially yeah i was about to say exploitation of each other this is basically the the whole my my main takeaway of mad god was that basically hell is just like humans working themselves to death and killing everything i was about to say exploiting everyone and everything and working themselves to death uh for industry which you know (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, I was about to say fair point. <laughs> um, I will. I will give a quick shout out to just how like well crafted it is as oh, a film. It's, like it's really well shot. It's, it's crazy. It really understands like 
you know geography how to shoot a scene how to edit a scene it's on a, on a nuts and bolts level it is a very solid movie i was about to say and you've got to which is very for impressive this. for something of this scale and I, like i was about you know. to say you got to understand with this when i say they started in the 80s <laughs> i mean they started working on this in the 80s apparently one like one of the sequences took them five years to to finish like just one sequence <laughs> Which is uh, crazy, dude. This is one of the most impressive, even as stop motion movies go, <laughs> stop motion movies I have ever seen. Man, the lighting is so good too, and the the creature designs and everything. I don't know, it's so cool. I love the imagery in this too. It's a fantastic movie. <laughs> Great I movie. It, I give it a five Great out of five. Movie. I give it a which four Robbie out of five. did not. So Robbie's sitting over here watching Baz Luhrmann's Elvis. <laughs> And when a stranger calls, and he's like, mm, easy five. And then he watches Mad God, and he's like, eh, kind of mid. <laughs> Mike Austin Butler says, this has everything to do with that. <laughs> everything to do with it. <laughs> that, that's a perfect movie. <laughs> Ravi, why, why the four and a half for Mad God? I don't, I don't know. You mentioned how immersive it was, and that's the one thing that didn't fully work for me. Ooh, get off the stage. I, I really appreciate how it goes about um, like trying to control its tone and everything, but I don't think it always hits correctly. I think it the, the general like lack of, I don't know, it, a lot of the live action stuff doesn't mesh super well. It, Ooh, it looks fine. Like, it looks pretty stuff. good. But, like, a lot of it didn't work well enough for me to, like, not pull me out of the movie a little bit. But I don't know. I want to I want to watch it again. What? That's not, like, the only the thing. thing I've ever That's not, heard. like, the only thing that I didn't like about it. But, like, I don't know. I, it wasn't a five. Lamest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Lamest thing. Uh, then also on the 20th, I watched She Dies Tomorrow. She Dies Tomorrow. Um, not on Shudder, actually. What? <laughs> but another indie horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, a very interesting, like, psychological horror movie. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's very, it's almost like a mesmerizing film with its filmmaking that it has. I really appreciate a lot of its specific, like, filmmaking. After watching, and editing like, things. 20 minutes of it, I really um, want to see the rest of but it. But it's very weird. My mom, my mom, because I watched this with my mom, of course, did not like it because it does not explain anything. Uh, and she just doesn't <laughs> like movies when they don't do that. Uh-huh. So, like, it just ends without giving you any answers. And she's like, what? It doesn't give you any answers? And I'm like, that's okay. <laughs> It's all right. Um, it's cool. <laughs> and I, re- I really like what it does. I like how it presents, like, its story, how it goes about it. And, yeah, I don't know. Like, it's it's just very... It, like, it's a very good movie. It's a very simple movie. I mean, it's literally only 85 minutes. But as an execution of its rather interesting premise, it's very engaging. I got pretty emotionally invested into it. The direction's good. The lighting's good. The actors do a good job. It's just a very... It's a very solid movie. Again, mesmerizing movie to watch. Nice. Um, I give it a three and a half out of five. Not too shabby. Uh, and then I, I guess that was probably like was later that, was that, that night. Twenty first. Yeah, yeah. What well, the- that was on the twentieth that I just did. Yeah, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. That's why I was like, oh, this is like late night on the twentieth. I watched um, VHS ninety nine newest installment in the vhs franchise and you watched the newest one first i watched the newest one first (laughs) the next one i'm planning on seeing is vhs 94 so (laughs) i guess we're just we're gonna take them in reverse order (laughs) um but for those who don't know vhs is a uh anthology horror series so you get like uh roughly four or five segments uh each movie each vhs movie and they're just little like bite-sized horror films um and there this was really good i i don't know i haven't seen the other vhs movies but i assume they're probably like this i mean <laughs> I they're, can only they're anthologies yeah they're horror anthologies um big reason i wanted to watch 99 is because flying lotus directed a segment um and it was really good that his i think his segment was probably <laughs> the best one uh ozzy's dungeon great stuff it has a really fun um like game show parody in it kind of similar to um what's the name of that show like the you you remember like the nickelodeon temple show oh, where yeah, like the kids yeah, are yeah. running doing like obstacle course I don't stuff remember what that's called but yeah, yeah i don't remember what it's called but ozzy's dungeon is meant to be like a <laughs> parody of that and the it works really well like the whole 
uh, opening for that segment is done completely within like the game show narrative um and then like it switches to like after that you know hmm. but it's really good um I, I loved it a lot of the other segments are really fun too to hell and back was great um the gawkers was interesting i liked the i liked the ending of it a lot and the energy it had was really good suicide bid was probably the second best one it has <laughs> has a really fun like climax and just general aesthetics and everything is really good for that one uh shredding is an interesting one to open with that was <laughs> i don't know it's it's like it has like what i ex- what i expect mid 90s to feel like <laughs> for those familiar with that film but like i don't know it's about these kids who like go into like an underground punk rock thing that burns to the ground with like one of the bands still inside of it <laughs> And, like, the band starts killing them off one by one, like, as zombies. It's, (laughs) I don't know, it's fun. The music was kind of fun in that segment, so. (laughs) I don't know, it was was a good time. The segments mesh pretty well. It keeps the pacing, like, going throughout the whole thing. It was was a good time. There you go. It's Uh, a good time. I gave it a four out of five. Gave it a four out of five, if you can even believe it. A solid picture, (laughs) if I do say Uh, so myself. Well, then on the 21st, uh, I watched, via Robbie's suggestion the if i'm not mistaken why did i just lose where this is from <laughs> uh yes the finnish, finnish horror movie hatching good old finland always giving us the horror classic the land of finn <laughs> <laughs> um which is a very interesting movie because on, it is a very on interesting some movie. on some elements it feels very very unique and very like inventive and exciting and then like all of the other elements it feels very very dry rehashy and samey um so that combines into like this really weird experience it's such a strange movie half, to sit through half like interesting <laughs> unique horror stuff with a cool monster and an interesting like plot mm-hmm. and then like really really boring family stuff that doesn't usually work and like weird drama that's like very like uh yep that's the way the mom is it's kind of it's kind of like a, it's strangely like hypnotic watching it <laughs> like because it like it's some of its stuff is like so brilliant and great and then the other stuff is just absolutely I really, not i really really wish they would have like taken it a little bit further and gotten oh cause, yeah because like, like the mom is really awful in this as like a parent mm-hmm. um and her aggression keeps going off at like the wrong people she keeps accidentally getting her little horror monster to like attack her friend or this baby or like whatever not her mom which is really the source of like the aggression she's feeling. yeah yeah um and i wish they would have just gone like crazier with like the mom i wanted them like like if you're gonna have the story make the mom like more evil or something you want like end. a roll doll cartoonishly evil adult like. yes i want her to go roll doll evil by the end okay like they can build to that but i want something yeah. more sinister to happen with the mom instead of it just being like she's a weird influencer and then she's like like the, who's she's a weird influencer who's really unhealthy as a parent for her daughter oh, oh no i'm thinking about how this would have made a, a banger roll doll book. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely it feels like a roll doll besides really like the, besides like the actual attacks horror attacks mm-hmm. roll doll book <laughs> boom boom baby uh, but it was still very fun and again the creature is great i love the practical oh, I love, and that's like the easily my practical favorite thing about it cgi is great <laughs> And I don't know. I love the I love the teeth. Interesting <laughs> <It's okay>. movie. <laughs> I gave it a three and a half out of five. Go watch Hatching if you like um like puppets or practical <laughs> gore or anything like that. It it looks so good. <laughs> it's a very interesting movie. Very interesting movie, yes. But then what did we watch, Remy? Uh then on the twenty first we sat down and turned on Perfect Blue. Satoshi Khan. Satoshi Khan's uh the, debut. The master. The debut blue. <laughs> the debut the, the day blue. <laughs> perfect uh, debut question I, I i love satoshi khan he's probably one of my all-time favorite directors oh, i literally i literally favorites. just love like literally just love everything i've seen from him fantastic so stuff good. Oh and goodness. i mean i know a lot of people who perfect blue is literally their favorite uh so i was very very excited to get into it 
and guess what it was a freaking masterpiece yeah i was about to say i like i expected it to be really great and then it was really great (laughs) so i don't know (laughs) um like i don't know man like every element of this is just really doing so good at what it's trying to do it's got the classic satoshi khan style even if it's not as like crisp and visually interesting it's not as, as polished get, like, as his polished later stuff specifically yeah um but it's still very very visually engaging the animation is beautiful <laughs> the love, story I is the really cool man. and unique it does a great job of like getting into its thriller elements it's such um, an ambitious thriller like such a narratively ambitious thriller like i don't i i couldn't imagine trying to do something this like i don't know like insanely complicated and like cool as my first movie i don't know or he's like i want my first movie to be lame <laughs> I, i'm just saying like why not just do like a very simple <laughs> like a very straightforward uh movie as your first movie you know but he i don't know satoshi khan he like he wields the his directorial power like he's had it all of his life in this you know right even though it is a little rougher around the edges yeah I, it's still like such a thematically rich and engaging movie and it's so scary what it needs to be yeah i was about to say it's not my it's not my favorite satoshi khan movie no, by not. far um, not mine either i think my favorite satoshi khan project in general is still probably paranoia agent paranoia um, agent is very interesting but uh, and very good <laughs> This is this is honestly one of my favorites, and I think it does some of its best at just being very succinct at what it wants to be. Like yeah. the Perfect Blue, I would say is probably one of his most focused feeling projects. Yeah, I mean it. It, it chooses its themes and it it sticks with them for the whole movie and dissects them in a lot of really interesting ways. I, I it's great. <laughs> Character work is really fun. The creepy stuff is really fun. Um, I can't believe he wanted to do this in live action. That I, would be horrifying. I, I, I don't think I would want to watch this. No, if I would, it was I would not want to watch it if it was in live action. I was I was a um, little like, should I really be watching this in animation, you know? See, like, I, don't, I don't know. I think it handles its mature themes pretty well, like it, in topics pretty well. It does. It's No, it, it handles them, I think, the best way you yeah, possibly could. Yeah, I was going to say, could. pretty tastefully. I wasn't, I didn't, I wasn't bothered by no, that all of its No, all of its violence and stuff is very different disturbing and it's meant to be that way but i don't know i i I come to satoshi khan's work for like really good surreal stuff i don't i don't know i I, it it feels like i was like okay this isn't what i signed up for but like also you know it's very good did you not know did you not know what was in the movie i did not i i hadn't i hadn't looked at like the parent guide or anything in a while i did not realize there would be like not not like super explicit but semi-explicit sexual violence in this so yeah, I, don't know. I mean the entire thing essentially centers around yeah sexual assault yeah <laughs> but i don't know it does it handles it i think the best it can so yeah, I, I was about I, to say I, I i guess just because i knew about that going yeah into it, I, <laughs> I did not know about it i was like oh, um, oh no i think i think it handles it's like the it's subject matter in a very like succinct nice no it does uh, well-rounded way like i said I, I couldn't think of a better way you could do it than how this does it so um but yeah no i loved perfect blue i give it a five out of five so did i it's it's great man i i, I really want to give it a rewatch so i can actually pick up on a lot of the narrative shifts that it happened because it's a very complex movie yeah no like i don't think you can understand this movie no fully i was about to say watch. i was i was lost and not always in a good way I was, oh dang you sound very negative towards this no, movie. No, no, like, I love it. You've said it's has a been great like, movie. Everything you've said has been very negative. It's a fantastic movie. I gave it. A, I gave it a perfect. You're like, score. It's more rough around the edges. I kind of hated certain parts of it. No, I, I didn't did. want to watch it. I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> no, I'm saying <laughs> you got it all wrong, Mike. <laughs> I don't think. I don't think. I don't think you gave it a five out of five, Rabbi. Wow. <laughs> no, it's a fan. It's it's a masterwork of filmmaking and it's a great movie but like there's a couple things that bothered me about it and that's the reason it's not my favorite of his because if i think if those things didn't bother me about it it would be my favorite no see my reason it's not my favorite (laughs) is i just like 
paranoia agent better. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, I'm too much of an Inception shill to not love Paprika. <laughs> right, most people, Paprika is just I not love, their favorite. I adore Paprika. People usually like Millennium Actress and Perfect Blue more than Paprika. I, I like Millennium Actress. It was a great way to get into his movies. Um, but I think Paprika, like, strikes a great balance of, like, the wonder and surrealism of his films. I don't know. It's it's so good. Watch Paprika. <laughs> it's a great movie. <laughs> uh, and then on the next day, the 23rd, the 23rd. we watched uh, One Cut of the Dead. One Cut of the Dead. I don't I don't know if it's a Shudder original. I think it's just a Shudder exclusive. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, One Cut of the Dead. Very interesting film. Uh, a Japanese indie movie. Uh, Came out in 2017. About a, a Japanese indie movie. <laughs> about a Japanese indie <laughs> Well, see, that's the thing. It's not really about a movie. It's about, like, well, this television yeah, it's special. it's about a television special, but still, it's but still, fun to say. It is fun to say. Um, which, this movie is crazy, because I didn't know exactly how it was going to go, because it's kind of, like, multi-layered, because it's about a film crew filming about a film crew about a zombie <laughs> where they're filming a zombie movie but then real zombies come in but it's not actually real zombies it's part of the film thing that they're doing uh and it presents it to you essentially at the beginning as completely straight for mm -hmm. the film like they just play you the project i was about to say it's like you're watching the rest of yeah. the film um and the pro like that's crazy so the first 30 <laughs> minutes of the film exactly are this one shot this one cut of the dead one cut of the um, dead oh my goodness oh my god <laughs> they did the thing uh where and it's actually really impressive because they do all practical impressive. effects all in camera um it's so good <laughs> like all and and like just watching that 30 minutes initially you're like wow this is really campy fun very impressive that they did this all in camera yeah i'm sure that was hard to make and then the second <laughs> half of the film they're like this is how we made it and they like oceans 11 style the project and like it's very an interest like it's a very interesting way to frame this because i can't think of another thing that would have framed like having the finished product first and then show you like and then show you how no, they did it i, was I feel like say, most things would have been like pitching the project and, and then, then like show you it show at the you end. and then be like oh man it almost didn't work and then show you the project yeah no um, i think the the decision to like show you the entire thing first is it, it's a gutsy one because you, you would probably lose a lot of people because it's not like the highest caliber of filmmaking because like later on in the movie they reveal that a lot of stuff went wrong and like there's a lot of odd moments and, and you know like just kind of like bad moments in the opening um but you find you find out later there were mistakes um that they're covering up um, but I don't know. I could see it being very like boring or, you know, not very interesting for a lot of people in the first little bit. Um, but I think it works really well regardless. I think I really like the opening segment and, um, I don't know. It's, it's a really charming movie. It's got like such a great spirit behind it. Yeah, no, I really appreciate like the comedy, the horror, like, and just like the, the feeling that this has towards filmmaking. <laughs> yeah. Just like, I don't know, it keeps, it's very engaging during the beginning segment when you think that's just what the movie is doing. I'm surprised um, the character writing is as good as it And is. then in the second segment, they somehow get like emotional value into it. <laughs> right. Um, and like, uh, I don't know, it's very interesting. Great I loved movie. it. Um, I give it a four and a half out of five. I also gave it a four and a half out of five. Wow, aren't it's you a great special, time. Ruby? <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Feel so attacked. <laughs> then, then yesterday. 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 On the, on the what? The 23rd? Love was such an easy game no. to play. <laughs> yes, the 23rd. We yes, watched, the 23rd. We watched Alligator. Alligator, baby. Alligator. <laughs> the 80s, um, like 1980 specifically, which I think is a very 19? important date for the movie because Robbie was like 80s and this is not a very 80s movie this no. is a 70s movie I mean it feels like a very early 80s movie this is a 70s movie really. <laughs> you think so yes oh it's the guy who directed Cujo um, I did not know that it's pretty much just Jaws via alligator <laughs> <laughs> yeah essentially um which I will say I love the alligator in this which apparently Micah I I <laughs> 
I read the trivia and apparently the animatronic alligator like malfunctioned a ton. Like of kinda like did. Jaws. Like Jaws or Evie. Apparently when you try and do like a giant animatronic I monster, it love does not go anima- over well. I love the animatronic alligator in this. He is so big and so, so flat. He is so a, good. I love best best animal <laughs> character designs are just like big and flat um and this is very he's a big boy he is very flat i love i love um, how they scale him up in this right and like he looks completely different in 90 percent of the scenes because sometimes they'll have a, like a stand-in alligator sometimes they'll use their animatronic let's say depending on the like location they'll use like this humongous animatronic or they'll use just like a regular alligator with forced perspective and it's really <laughs> funny because again the this humongous alligator prop does not look anything like a real alligator dude it's so it's so big why it's so big <laughs> yeah but like so you'll have like these shots that you're like wow that that's an alligator it's an alligator and then you have this thing with its big flat face and you're like that's not the same alligator it's so good i lo- that's easily the best part of this movie is like the titular alligator he's so much fun to just like watch like he <laughs> There's one point in the movie where he crashes a wedding and just starts, like, hitting everyone with his tail. He's not even, like, biting a bunch of people. No, he eats, like, one person he, initially. I think the body but count he eats, he is, eats, like, two people. He eats so slow, he can only eat one person at a time. But he's just, like, uh, throwing so wedding yeah, guests starts everywhere. hitting people with his massive tail. It's so good. It's glorious to witness, really. I would say the one thing that, like, <laughs> the one thing that really doesn't work well for me about this is the performances. Almost every performance kind of annoyed me in some way. I liked, I liked um, the main guy and thought, performance. And I thought Robert the, Foster. I think chief, he's pretty good. The chief, like, actively really annoyed I me. I don't know. I don't know what it was about the chief, but I really. Like, like, seriously, I could not stand what? watching him. That's like, crazy, it, man. I don't know what it was. I loved him. But, like, I don't know if it was just the accent, the performance, uh, just or maybe the fact that he was emoting, like, a piece of paper. Um, <laughs> what is your deal, dude? Like, he was so annoying. I really hated his performance. Dang. Uh, Lighten up, you know? No, like, he was really annoying. <laughs> Dang. Like, just actively. I, lo- I loved him in this. I thought he was a lot of fun. <laughs> like every line delivery sucks from him, Ruby. <laughs> Dang. Uh, but like, the character work is pretty meh. But like, fine. It's it's just a fine movie outside of that. It doesn't really have much. Again, it kind of offers its main character as kind of a Chief Brody type mm-hmm. character, but without like any anything really. <laughs> no no substance. I don't know. I I liked how the romance was handled. I liked um like a lot of um david's like character arc i don't know it was it was i thought it was pretty great (laughs) no i thought he was a fun protagonist for this i think you give this movie too much i liked i liked the horror sequences i liked um the lighting i liked the feel of it it's it's a great movie i don't know about that. i would be very proud if i made alligator micah If I was the director behind Alligator, I would be beaming with pride. It's goofy, <laughs> and it's got some fun elements. It's got uh, an alligator named Ramon. But, like. it's, but it's no, it's nowhere near even something like the 80s blob or something like that. No, it's no 80s blob. I never claimed it uh, to be. <laughs> but, Robbie, it... <laughs> The 80s blob is, like, just a 4 out of 5. Like What? No. Yes. No. What are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, I gave this a 3.5 out of 5. Apparently, I like 80s creature horror a bit more than Mike. <laughs> um, I gave it a 4 out of 5. Uh, also, like, Ramon. I, seeing baby Ramon and then seeing, like, another okay, baby alligator Robbie, at the end. Robbie, we're sitting here. <laughs> he blew my mind in a very disappointing way. Uh, we're sitting here, and he's like, but how did they flush a baby alligator down the toilet? Dude, you know how long it's been since I've seen a baby Dude, alligator? No, I don't care. How did this leave your conscious that they're oh that goodness. tiny? Baby alligators are so adorable. They are lizard size. They're so cute. They are adorable, but you did not know this, Ravi. You were like baby alligators. No, I knew. I bet I they're just... like a football size or something. I don't know, man. Weird. Cubby's cut, cut disappointing. They're born out of, they're, they hatch out of eggs, man. They can't yeah, be exactly. that big. Tiny little yeah but dude there's a baby alligator named ramon (laughs) and that's why this movie is a four out of five 
then on the same day, just very late into the night, very late into um, the night, mere hours ago, we watched um, Deadstream. Deadstream, a 2022 horror comedy. Um, yes. Very interesting movie. <laughs> very interesting. I was not expecting much from the premise and from the banner of this movie. <laughs> it just did not look that appealing. I was about to say, I kept trying to get Micah to watch it with me. He's like, eh, I don't know. It, it does not look, look that good. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the movie itself very much impressed me as it's extremely goofy, extremely engaging, really funny. And like just 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 like a really fun movie to watch. It goes way more extreme with its horror than I thought it would, and it does a really good job of having like not not the not the most like biting <laughs> criticism of like YouTubers at all, obviously. Yeah. But like a funny criticism. I was about of to say. YouTubers. I don't even know like if it is like even a decent criticism of like youtubers and internet creation funny. but it is really funny to watch the fact so that's that's good in my the eyes the fact that they have like the whole he was demonetized <laughs> and then like he's 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 coming back for the sponsors <laughs> and he's trying his hardest not to get demonetized so the whole funny. movie it's so funny and then dude. like he ends up being like <laughs> the ghost is doing the same thing as me now, and like he it's he, one of the funniest revelations of this whole movie he ends up actually apologizing for because he did like an apology <laughs> video for like the the, the, the oh stuff that got him in dude. trouble and then like it's so, it's funny. so weird his arc is so, so hilarious <laughs> yeah it's a little uh, like especially towards the beginning it feels a little goofy and contrived um but especially the second half as it gets going with its cr <laughs> I like the like crazy horror stuff oh, i did not expect them to commit so to the funny. to like creature horror oh, as much yeah. as they do in this dude the um, the makeup and prosthetics and stuff looks so good but they did such it's a so good funny. job and it's so much fun to just be baffling and like <laughs> bafflingly in shock at like just what they're doing it's, with the it's movie. a truly unhinged like movie and i love that <laughs> i wish it would have gone a bit like more off the rails with its gore yeah. and everything i There's think that would have gore in the movie i think that would have made it like just that much funnier because it is really funny right now because um the main guy's uh, reactions joseph winter he's really good um but i think having like just an absurd amount of gore in this would have made it that much yeah, funnier I was about to say, it's very light on gore and yeah, again there's only is. like him in terms of characters outside of monsters yeah uh so like there's not a whole lot of things you can do and he gets pretty darn injured by the end right uh but they could have they could have had more gore he could have he could have been more blood soaked he's pretty blood soaked by the very very end though I love I love how he goes from like not moving at all like he 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 keeps he keeps flopping back and forth from being like not moving around at all to just running around the house like a maniac. Right. Well, dude, that's what you gotta do, man. Because he's either scared to death or he's like just go go. go. I was about to say he like psychs himself up and then just ends up getting like absolutely decked by another ghost. It's it's really quite fascinating I love it. to watch. It's such a fun it's such a fun climax to the movie. It's a really funny movie. It's it's, it's hilarious. It, it uses its it uses its filmmaking techniques as it's all found footage technically yeah, um, kind and, of, and, yeah. I mean yeah it's a found yeah. footage movie it uses that pretty darn effectively with the different cameras and everything it makes it to where it doesn't feel so stiff yeah uh, and the live stream elements of it are really funny dude <laughs> some of that section some of the chat stuff is so funny <laughs> if you I, I was trying to keep up with all of the comments as they were coming in like not just the because they like highlight some of them at the like yeah, they top have of the, the chat they have like the the Pre, like the premium Twitch, yeah, yeah. If, if for a real world example, because he's using a fake live fake stream Twitch. servants, uh, but they have like the the Twitch Prime people's comments up at the top. I was about to say I was trying to read all the comments, and there's some just like Buck Wild stuff in there. <laughs> it's so good. Which, speaking of which, I still find it really funny that he's so worried about getting demonetized. <laughs> and somehow, somehow during this live stream, oh my where on screen he murders somebody. I was about to say, he actively stabs someone and they bleed out on the ground <laughs> and, on live stream. And, like, there's, there's a lot of gore in the later half, but this live streaming platform never stops his stream. Dude, he shoots a hole through someone's chest. He blows up someone's skull. Like, <laughs> he eats an eyeball. He eats an eyeball. <laughs> and then 
in the light and he, cut, like, he cuts off a finger like in this entire oh yeah he just the, chops off a the live stream service is like yeah this is fine right he's like i he keeps avoiding swearing on the stream and yet all of yeah, these so i, lo- I love that there's not much stories. there's not much like harsh profanity in yeah. this because he's trying like the entire That's time so funny. even towards the sure. end he is trying not to use any explicit profanity <laughs> to not get himself demonetized it's so funny dude but it's great i really enjoyed it um i gave it a four and a half out of five i also gave it a four and a half out of five if you have access to shutter that's a big recommendation for me <laughs> i i love dead Stream. yeah that was one of the most fun but that was it we watched yeah. that like honestly, that was one week mere mere hours ago because uh, we were up very late yeah uh and <laughs> man elvis what a picture yeah i was about to say there's some there's some big highlights I, we watched a lot of really great stuff i, gave, I think i gave everything in this that i watched this week a four or higher that's that's pretty high marks in my book. I, I did not. But Rebby, Rebby, to be fair, you've just been going on giving out high ratings to everything. I don't like know. Everything you've given like a half star higher than I think it deserves. I think I actually rated something lower than you the other day. Maybe it was Color Out of that's Space. That's been very, yeah, yeah, it was Color Out of Space. And that's been very, very And Mad God, lately. too. No, I rated Mad God higher than you. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I rated it lower than you did yeah you've rated mo- a lot of the well yeah okay. <laughs> yeah you were saying that um, i kept like rating stuff higher than but you. no like, you've just been like watch a movie pretty mid you're like four stars and i'm like what <laughs> no dude i don't know i now that i'm studying film in a more substantial way i don't know i feel like it has deepened my appreciation and enjoyment of movies which is a good thing i would listen, argue <laughs> listen listen i could you can appreciate the film without giving it a four star when it does not deserve one what are you what are you saying here, Micah? I'm saying Name like, names. I'm saying like <laughs> alligator. alligator does not deserve a four out of five. How dare you? It is a fun movie. My with boy fun Ramon performances. My boy Ramon deserves uh, everything. <laughs> besides the chief. It's fun. But like it is not that good, Mr. Studying Film. I think it's pretty great. I think it's great. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Dude, uh, I would watch Alligator again in a heartbeat. Yeah, go go watch go watch Elvis, go watch Color Out of Space. When a Stranger um, Calls, great film. I mean, Mad that's, God. That's, that's a that's a shaky suggestion. If you for if you stra- have the stomach for some of these horror movies, a lot of these are very gory, explicit, uh, kind of depraved movies. A lot of the time, so <laughs> yeah. If you have the stomach, watch Mad God, watch yeah. Deadstream. Uh, if you if you're okay with the content, yeah, uh, go watch Perfect Blue. Yes. Um, one cut of the dead. One a cut lot of, the of dead, fun. Really fun. Yeah. Yeah, go watch some good movies. Go watch some good movies. There's a lot of the, the, the appreciation for indie horror cinema this week keep, because keep that's most spooky, of that's you know? most of what we watch. Yeah, right. Um, keep it spooky. Keep, keep it, it fun. Uh, watch some good movies. We'll we'll be back um, next week with uh, Scream Three. Scream Three, finishing the trilogy. Ooh, uh, dude, and and. I suggested Scream to my cousin, and now he has watched the entire series, and we still have not gotten to Scream 3. So. I was about to say, shout out to uh, Zach. You can go listen to the episodes we did with him on the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, and also uh, Knives Out. Yeah. Two two other fall classics. Right? We, we keep recording <laughs> during around fall with him, because we keep recording around Thanksgiving. I was about to say, we, see him. We, we go up to his house for Thanksgiving, so, you know, it's the perfect time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, like he he ended up just like watching like all of the Scream movies because I was like, yeah, Scream one, and then I was like, yeah, Scream two, and then he was like, oh yeah, cool, he watched Scream three, and then I was like, oh, he watched Scream four, oh, he watched Scream five. <laughs> Still a crime that they didn't call Scream five like Scream with the five like, but it's a, in the title, it's a soft reboot. It really. is a soft reboot, I know, but like imagine if they would have put the five in the title like seven, <laughs> that would have been so good. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll see you guys next time. Indeed. Thank you for listening. I'm very tired and I got to go get to work. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Let's both, do it. Let's do you're it. You're going to yeah. come with me to work. Well, no, I got to, I got to get to work too. There's, oh man, I got a lot of stuff to do before the end of the month. Uh, Scream so three <laughs> next week. Scream three next week. Bye. See you then. <laughs>